Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Goonies World. It is our fifth installment of our fudge game, Hard Time and Hard Gate. And I am sitting here, as always, with Ryan, also known as Meanie. What's up, man? And Colin, also known as Goonie. Hello there. I am Johnny Farrow, also known sometimes as Sean. And tonight in our game, I think that our convicts, Frank Williams Jr. and Duke Dale, just might be able to put together uh, enough pieces of the puzzle to possibly escape from Hardgate. Well, I got this, this key right here that's going to help. That's right, and I will not bother with a lengthy recap here. No better recap can be had than going back and listening to the last four episodes. But a gentleman named Melvin Grubb, who's a very well-connected guy in this prison, has engineered and helped them figure out a way to escape. A route taken by a guy named Pete Stryker long ago. He's the only person who's ever escaped. And they've slowly been gathering the tools they need. And I know that tonight they need to get the blessing of the Bean Machine, Evan Beam, who's the leader of the Musterites, a uh, weird religious uh, sect, an offshoot of Mormons. And the way that they can do that is to get the Bean Machine's transistor radio back from Sugar Tits. Sugar Tits is leader of a gang called the Dog Pack. And our heroes kissed Sugar Tits' big brown baby foot in, in the cafeteria in front of everyone last time, and they are now fully-fledged members of the Dog Pack. This probably protects them from the Pale Riders, a racist motorcycle club who hated them and wanted to kill them. After our heroes assassinated the leader of the Pale Riders, King Kelly, with a fake poison pudding cup. <laughs> Meanwhile, many people in this prison have been promised pudding by our heroes. Um, pudding's at a premium here. We got some pudding in, uh, inbound, I believe. That's right. And uh, one of the guards has... Uh, Milky, Officer Milky, who works the rock pile, has already uh, insinuated that he would like Frank Williams Jr.'s help hooking him up via phone with some of Frank's old drug contacts in the New Orleans area down in Louisiana. And that the price of him allowing this big shipment of pudding to even come into the prison would be Frank making that introduction. And... Um, I think with that, we'll go ahead and jump right in. Now, when we stopped last time, you guys had just made a deal with the vile NPC Stroker. A, uh, just, just a terrible piece of work, this Stroker. However, he was a fighter pilot in Vietnam, and he can fly a plane. And there's supposedly a plane waiting for these guys when they get out of prison that they can take to go to Jupiter Springs. The whole reason that Melvin Grubb is helping them escape is so they will bring a message to a fella named Plunger, who we've met before in our Kids on Bikes episodes. This is the same universe. And I gave you guys the uh, message last time, but it was very hard to comprehend. You supposedly committed it to memory, but I do have it written down as well. It makes no sense to you. But first things first, you can't deliver a message until you get out of Hardgate. Now you think that your pudding will get here tomorrow night. The pudding, of course, is being rushed here as fast as possible by Duke's wife. She's a prison groupie, 
and her name escapes me at the moment. Stephanie. Stephanie. Stephanie the prison groupie is tearing ass across the American West with a station wagon full of pudding. And a diaper, I think we established. <laughs> yes. She's got some adult diapers. She's got some adult diapers just so she make, make make the best time that she can. And so, do you have anything else that you want to do that evening after your discussion with Stroker in which he has agreed to escape with you and then fly the plane, although he's also threatened that the second that plane lands, you guys are dead. And we'll see how that goes. Um, well, before I can get that transistor radio, I think I wait. I need to wait for the pudding, just in case I can... Maybe that will help get me the radio if I want it. Okay, okay. You know, that might endear me... Uh, uh, so we are, uh, uh, it's after dinner. It's after dinner. You Do were we just have any free time? Or? Oh, yeah, there's always a little free time after mm-hmm. dinner before lights out. We reckon I should make a phone call then. Well, he said he's going to come get you when you oh, okay. make that okay. specific gotcha. phone call. Gotcha. But, and he, and he will make you do it at some point. But, now it's not necessary that we, uh, play out every minute of every day. I've if you got, got a stomachache. I think I need to see the nurse. Stomachache? Well, okay. Uh, who do you, which guard do you want to tell? Do you want to tell Davis or Kratt? Now, Kratt's a dick, so I wouldn't tell him. But Davis is the guy who's kind of a pushover. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go to him. Did you say you had a t- stomachache? Yeah, I don't feel so good. I don't feel so good. What, I'm supposed to send you to the infirmary? Well, isn't that uh, where people go? Well, let me ask you. You just you just got the shits. I'm going to get ridden up if I send you in there for nothing. You think you got, you know, it's either the shits or it's stomach cancer. You know, I don't like taking chances. It could be both, but listen, you know, nobody wants to have the shits in the, in the cell with cellmate, you know? Yeah, I know, but I've been real lenient lately and, and man, Kratt, he's got his eye on me. Could be contagious, you know? Contagious? Yeah. Oh, make an ego roll. This is why we need at least there's a good result here. Which will be a stretch for you. As you have a fair ego. But it looks like you got a good result. Well, the plus one brings up the good. Alright, alright, look. I hope you're really sick, because it makes me look bad if I'm soft-hearted with you guys. I just would like to say thank you, because now that we are cellmates, I did not want to have to deal with that. All right, I understand, I understand, I understand. Okay, you get into the infirmary. Let's go. Well, I don't know what you're going to do for the moment, Frank, but uh, Davis walks you over to the admin building, takes you in, go through the office, and into the infirmary. Dr. Timothy Scrote, who's the... uh, prison uh, physician he lives you know nearby in West Wells and comes in here and he keeps more or less you know day hours he looks like he's ready to close up and go for the day and he sees you coming he audibly sighs Sorry, uh, yeah this one this, yeah this one says he's got uh, could be contagious food poisoning could be stomach cancer or that oh, you sure you just don't have the shits says Dr. Scrooge I do but it's uh, related to something I ate, which could be poisonous. Or... All right, come in here, come in here. Sit down on the table. All right, and he takes out uh, your blood pressure and stethoscope. Okay, everything seems all right. Check my blood sugar. Check your blood sugar? Were you diabetic? I think I might be. He uh, goes over the file cabinet and 
Opens up. Dale, Dale, Dale. Nothing in here but diabetes. Well, I think I got some now. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to have to do a workup on you. Uh, I'm going to take some blood. All right. We're going to take some blood. We're going to test it. And in the meantime, I'm going to need you to go ahead and pull down those pants and bend over the table. Let's take a look at what we got going on here. All right. All right. So, you uh, pull down your pants. Yeah. All right. And you bend over the table. And... Can I... While he's doing that, I just kind of want to look around and see if I can see... Uh... Totally. Because, you know, he's not just going to give you... I think what you're looking for just because you asked for it, but he's going to be busy for a minute. <laughs> and so you're looking around the room and you you think you can reach... Yeah, I got him a... distracted with my hemorrhoids, so I'm going <laughs> to... Well, there's a little refrigerator and everything that, and um, a, that with a glass window that you can see there's all kinds of insulin medication and other things like that in there for diabetics. And he's also got other medications and shots of these guys who have prescriptions, you know. But they're little, their names are on all of them. And... Uh, um, there is a, <laughs> there's a, there's one for Leonard Gross, and you've heard Sugar Tiz referred to as Sugar Tiz Leonard, uh, and you're getting the feeling that Leonard Gross might be Sugar Tiz. Oh boy, boy, we got a lot of problems going on down here. <laughs> okay, do you usually have problems with constipation? Um, uh, it's kind of a... Yeah, it alternates between that and diarrhea. You've been straining a lot lately, it looks like. Oh, yeah, well, things go in and things go out. <laughs> it almost looks like you shit a shiv out of your butt or something. It almost looks like you've had a sharpened plastic object up in here. Almost feels like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to feel a little pressure, and then, whoa! He's got at least a couple fingers in there. Well, okay, I'm trying to flashlight up in here. Now, do you want to try yeah. to reach over and get some... Yeah, like, I was going to ask, like, how close, if I reach my hand out, uh, if I can just, like, kind of... That's what I'm talking about, yeah. one in. Well, I think you could do that, but, you know, it would take at least good cunning to pull this off. Now, right. meanwhile, he's like, whoa, boy. Yeah, hey, whoa, when's the last time you've had a full-on colonoscopy, proctology exam? Oh, shit, that's a pretty good result you've got there. That is a... Trans superb. Yeah. It's better than superb. Yeah, you've got not just one little insulin shot, but a couple of them. A a small of small handful of, of syringes. And they're not you know, they don't look they don't work like a normal they don't look like a normal syringe. They're somewhat medicated. They're mostly co covered in plastic where the only the tiniest little tip of the needle is actually showing. And it's sort of thicker, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh but uh, you've definitely got a handful of them. you got three of them. And he hasn't noticed it yet. And just as you've got them in your hand, he goes, well, and he stands up and you hear the rubber glove come off and go into the little waste basket with the biohazard symbol on it. I tell you what, I'm a little concerned about something I've seen in there, uh, Mr. Dale. Hmm. Um, I would like you to... Uh, I'm going to schedule you for a colonoscopy. I'm a, you know, a gentleman your age, prostate troubles or something not to take lightly. When's the last time you were checked for prostate cancer? Oh, I've been in, I'd probably never. Okay, well, I'm just going to uh, take this blood and then uh, I'm going to fill out some paperwork and you just sit there tight. Here's an ice pack for your ass. 
Now, meanwhile, um, having left each other in the yard, uh, Frank, do you occupy your time in any special way while you're... Uh, well, I think I just want to, like, <clears throat> uh, hang out with the dog pack and just kind of get to know these guys a little bit and stuff, um, considering that they're somewhat likely to have to, like bail me out of trouble in the next day or so. Probably so. Now, after during your free time, of course, you are in your new cell block. Cell block uh, B. You've been moved from C. And you've been moved primarily, I think, due to the machinations of Melvin Grubb, who's made it happen. But it's... Two things have saved your life from the Pale Riders. One, you got moved out of their cell block. And two, you've joined the dog pack. And yeah, Sugar Tits always holds court in a little, you know, uh, cluster of tables in the center of the uh, cell block. And Headley's there, and a few Enzo, who doesn't talk much at all, but again, he's just like freakishly tall but super skinny guy. Supposedly really good with a knife. All he does is just stand around Sugar Tits. And uh, says, You're getting to know them a little bit. And Headley says, So now, brother, I heard that you're a singer of songs. Well, actually, that's that's true, yes. Why don't you sing us a song? Well, I, I was just working on one uh, in my head now, and I don't... It's not quite ready, but... Uh, well, that's what we're here for. You know, we're the dog pack. We're here to uh, give you constructive criticism. And we say that's good or that's bad or that's shit or whatever. Well, now, I don't have a, a guitar or anything, so I can't play it proper like, but... Uh, I guess I can just hum the notes I was hearing in my head as well, uh, if you'd like. Yeah, they let us have a guitar once. That didn't last very long. Something happened to it. It got put somewhere where it should not have been. I, I don't think I want to know you where do not want to know where it got placed. Right over the motherfucker boy. Says Sugar Tits. <laughs> well, that is my unfortunate now. Um, although I do have to ask now that you've piqued my curiosity. Uh, did, the, did, he, did the, the victim survive this? Uh... Oh, hell no. Hell no. Says Hadley. Well, now, that's just very unfortunate. Well, sing us a song you got there, Frank. Sing us a song there, song uh, man. Well, this is about some troubles I've been having. Uh, so, oh, it's a blues song. Well, not quite. Uh, although, I guess in a certain, in a certain sense, perhaps. But, uh... The melody goes like this. The song stealing vampires and the guitar goes do 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 do. Very strange do 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 do. You see, you see where I'm going with that? A rather hardcore song you got there. Well, you know, I I, I think it's uh, it's the problems that I'm having with these goddamn vampires now. I'll tell you. Now back up a minute. Because something you'll say sounds very strange to me. <laughs> Did you say song-stealing vampire or time-traveling vampire? What'd you say? Yes. Well, they, they do time travel, as a matter of fact. Do you say something that's song-stealing, time-traveling vampire? Yes. Stealing your song. That's right. This is the trouble you've been having. That's right. There's some, apparently, there's some idiot named Elvis Presley took one of my goddamn songs. and You never heard of Elvis Presley? No. Well, I have now. Melvin told me about it. Motherfucker be living on an island. Well, I, I, what are you talking about? I come out of Nashville. You, Frank, says the voice of the guard. Yo, you look up and it's Officer Milky, who's usually on the rock pile. Yeah, you got a you got a phone call. It's an emergency. I think 
We're here to take you to it. Oh, uh, well, all right. Uh, here I come. All right. I'll have them right back for you in a minute, sugar tits. Bro, move, move. For crazy time trap. Shit. <laughs> anyway, you're led down to uh, not where everybody usually takes their phone calls. He takes you down a hallway, opens up a big iron door, and then down a concrete brick-lined hallway. He's actually near a break room for the guards. None of them are around, though. But there's this old payphone over in the corner. There's a Coke machine, you know, and a pool table and a few things like that. But there's no other guards in here. All right now, says Milligan. I want you to call your contact. Did you make an introduction? All right. And I'll take it from there. Well, yeah, Wilson was your contact back in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, you haven't talked to him for a while. He knows, of course, that you were inside. But he would not have heard from you, you know, since your arrest or anything like that. And it takes a while. You're not sure that the number's still good as you let it ring and ring and ring. Finally, woman's voice answered the phone. Hello? Uh, howdy. <clears throat> howdy, ma'am. Uh, I'd like to speak with uh, Cokie Wilson, please. He's sleeping. Well, this is a very important phone call. I know, because it said it originated from Hardgate Penitentiary. Yes. A little I... recorded boy. What? Wilson? Hello, what is it? Who is this? Uh, this is Frank Williams Jr. Calling you from Hardgate out in Nevada. All the people you could call, and you call me? As far as I'm concerned, you owe me 50 grand. Well, now I, I look to be getting that to you as soon as I can. Uh, okay. I don't I don't look to be in here for too terrible long now. Okay. But, uh, and of course, now that depends on the parole board and all sorts of other things and good behavior and such and not getting in fights. And, well, I'm sure you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I've but done a little, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of time myself. But um, I believe, and this was not entirely made clear to me 100%, but I believe there's somebody else who would like to speak with you here. Hmm. You working a little angle inside there, Frank? You might say that, yes. What do you need me to do, brother? You just need me to talk to this fella that you got, and you really want me to do something with him, or you just need to get your ass out of a sling for the moment? Well, uh, I'm going to kind of turn to Milky and say, do you want to talk to this gentleman? Give or? me the phone, says Milky. And uh, he snaps his fingers, and another guard who you've not seen before, uh, maybe he works one of the towers or something, but you know Milky's in this with some other people. That guard takes you back, and you don't know what the rest of their conversation's like. But about the time you're returned to the cell block, uh, Duke is coming back as well. And uh, so you may find out what happens with that later. But uh, you've made the contact. You've done the thing that he asked you to do. And you get again, you get the sense these guards, what they're trying to do is bring some drugs into the prison and make some money. There's corrupt guards. So got something over their head maybe but uh, as he said they they need a lot more in here than just pudding but you all three get back to or you two get back together and you're uh, back in cell block B still a little bit a little bit until lights out and you two are probably sitting in your cell together and uh, unless there's anything you'd like to do there's still people milling around sugar tits is still sitting out at the main table I'm gonna take that uh, one of those syringes mm-hmm. and try to fill it that acid, a little bit of acid that I had gotten 
It's just a little bit, yeah. What are we doing now, Mr. Allendale? This is just, uh... Now, listen. We don't need to go over uh, my name situation again. Because we've done that before. But, uh... Instead of calling me Allendale... Uh... Instead of just calling me Duke, how about you call me Cool Hand Duke? Cool Hand Duke. I've been thinking about that one for a while. I think I'd like people to start calling me that. Well, 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 all right, I reckon I can do that, Mr. Cool Hand Duke. Now, what the hell are you doing right there? Well, I just got some of this acid, uh, and I put it in the syringe, and then uh, we got a, uh, a weapon of sorts, you know? I mean, you got to get nice and close and intimate to use it, but uh, if Stroker gives us a problem, you know, on our way out of here, uh, this might right. be a good way to stick them. I gotcha, I gotcha. I was, Still his blood with this acid, or his veins with this acid. It sounded, <clears throat> I was afraid you might be having some plans against Sugar Tits, and now that we're dog pack, I didn't think that was very wise, but if it's Stroker, boy, that makes perfect sense. Yep, it's entirely for Stroker. I think uh, the dog pack's actually a good fit. I'm happy to be in part of the dog pack. They've been very patient with us, and uh, only threatened us a little bit. Uh, there was an incident, I remember, about being in someone's eye socket, but <laughs> other than that, uh, I think the uh, the Pale Riders have been a lot worse with the threats and the violence and all that. Well, I, I have to concur. I, I'm glad neither of us are going to have to CP as <laughs> as was relayed to us. Just then, there's a shadow in the doorway to your cell, and Headley's standing there. Oh, boys, I couldn't help but overhear you talking about the dog pack. I'm touched. But I also heard you mention that some bitch stroker. That's right. Well, I guess you didn't hear, but uh, just about he, they, he just got dragged off the hole about 15 minutes ago. Is that so? He gonna be there for days. Well, what'd he do? He killed a fella named Spivey. Oh no, not Spivey. What? Yeah, Spivey. He, my who's Spivey was my cellmate. Well, I don't know why, but uh, he done killed him. Smashed his face right into the toilet. Broke his nose. Drove it up into his brain. Well, that is a damn shame. They say a stroke will be in that hole for a couple of days. I'm going to have to... I say this quietly. I'm going to have to break him out. (coughs) Yeah, and of course, uh, Headley walked off after giving you that news. But it's just kind of, you know, Stroker probably did it on purpose because he was your roommate. Well, and I'm assuming that everybody knows that... He is the guy He's making probably the guy who forged the label. The right. label. Yeah. So some un- some unintended collateral uh, damage from the assassination attempt, perhaps. Also introduces a complication of Stroker being in the hole. So either got to wait for him to get out now, which wouldn't be the end of the world. He'll be in there at least, you know, he'll be in there at least a week. So, or you can figure out a way to somehow get him out. We got a pop stroker out the hole. No. <laughs> and, I, and I got no idea how you'd do that. Unless you had we some need, leverage on a, someone. A somewhere. guard would have to help us, I think. Well, I don't know any guards you might have leverage on in any way. Well. Not yet, we don't. I don't know if that's true, because I happen to know about Milky. Oh, well, Trying to make true. a drug deal happen so that he can sell drugs, presumably in, in the prison, so... Milky's an option, and then I guess Davis could be maybe 
an option. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as you're considering these matters, you hear the lights out and buzzer and the lights all go out. And you can still sit there and talk in the dark. Mm-hmm. Or you can just drift off to sleep. What's your plans for tomorrow, Mr. Cool Hand Duke? Well, that's pudding day, so... Yes, that's right. The pudding is coming. That's right. But she should be here sometime tomorrow evening after dinner. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I don't know how we're going to unload that. Uh, well, the, well, the guards have agreed. The deal he's made with Milk is Milky's going to let the shipment come in okay. in exchange for his intro. To I don't know how it's going to be dispersed. Well, they are under the impression that it might need a forklift. For a pallet, <laughs> which is the impression they were given by Frank. So, uh, I guess you'll just find out tomorrow night exactly uh, how it's going to come in. And of course, it is your wife, so you can you are entitled to a conjugal visit should that be desired. I wonder if they could bring that, just put it in the trailer, conjugal trailer, conjugal trailer, store it there. Pudding trailer. There's enough pudding in the conjugal trailer. <laughs> well, anyway, um, as you're thinking about these things, I'll assume you drift off to sleep. And in the morning, there's that buzzer again. Damn it, it always comes a little early. And, uh, of course, you've got to go in, go down to the showers. And in the showers, you know, it's people from all of the cell blocks. So... Now, if there's anything you want to talk about with each other before you get to the showers, there's a walk down to the showers, but soon enough, you find yourself in the shower, and once you're down in the shower, there's a big shadow behind you, and Ross the Hoss is standing there. So I guess you're members of the dog pack now. That's right, Mr. Hoss. Woof, woof. You done, oh, cute. You done kiss that big foot, huh? That was the most delicious foot I ever tasted. Like brown sugar. Yeah, surprisingly... You two are a shame. You two are an insult to all right-thinking white people. Well, I don't reckon that's true at all. In fact, I think the opposite might be true, and you might be an insult to all right-thinking white people. Well, I tell you what, this right... just all-thinking people. Whatever color. I don't get it. But let me tell you, I just wanted to pass on my condolences. Your good friend Spivey, I heard, had himself a little accident. Fell headfirst into the toilet. That is most unfortunate. It is. It is. It would be a shame if a fella had an accident. Hey, uh, excuse me. Excuse me a minute there, uh, Ross the Hoss. Headley comes up. Behind him is like six or seven brothers. And they all come stand around you. Ross the Hoss glares at you for a minute. Slowly backs away and starts whispering. Long live the king. Bitch. <laughs> and and then Ross starts to lurch towards you guys, but a bunch of his boys, they hold it back. Just cool down, cool down, cool down. Time will come. Time will come. Now's not the time. And of course now all the pale riders are lining up on one side of the shower and all the dog packs on the other. And then the Heller gang of Musterites, of course, is always aloof from most of this stuff and is not paying much attention. But the tension is super thick for a minute until Krat himself comes in. He goes, That's enough! This is stupid. Get on either side of the room. Did you just call me stupid? Ah, it's a poor choice of words. I'm not saying you're stupid, but the situation is stupid. You dumbass. Get on the other side of the room. And, uh, 
eventually the situation is diffused, but now tensions are kind of at an all-time high now between the dog pack and, uh, and, uh, anything you guys want to do at breakfast that day, other than sit with the dog pack for sure. Is this going to be the first time we don't have to give brownies away? No, you don't want to give your brownie. All right. You keep your brownie. Well, I'm going to actually enjoy eating a brownie, even though I know they're not very good. Yeah, there's a warden. Turns out the warden was right. They're not very good. Well, that's not so like Tastes like absolute shit. Well, just now, just wait. Mr. Cool Hand Duke until we got some pudding to dip these brownies in. Yeah, now, I just want to remind you all that even though you members of the dog pack promises have been made, says Hedley, regarding pudding, my, tonight, of course, will be the end of your 48-hour period. So I do hope, for everyone's sake, that that pudding is on the way. That pudding will be here tonight. I hope so. I hope so, too. Right. Anything could happen. Now, I, I don't want to think car accidents on the highway or anything like that, but the pudding was inbound, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, this, of course, being the uh, the normal pudding, and then at a time to be designated in the future, we're going to get some of that good Jupiter Springs yeah, pudding. Once, once, the, once the pudding flood is all cleaned up. Mm-hmm. They got the white chocolate. They got the dark chocolate. They got the pistachio. They got all the they stuff. All banana. 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 Don't even get me started on Daddy the banana. Oka. Well, I don't know if... I don't know there'll be an, that there will be banana pudding in the first shipment, of course, but when the fancy pudding comes, definitely going to be banana. All right, well... <clears throat> luckily... Breakfast goes by without any incidents, even though, again, the tension from the two camps and the two major gangs is super high. And just as you're walking out of breakfast, a member of the Heller gang that you recognize, Duke, from the time you went and talked to the Bean Machine, but you didn't know for sure. He says, Father Ever, who he means the Bean Machine, would like to know how your little project is going. Well, I haven't had time to get the transistor radio yet, but I'm, I hope to do that uh, this evening after the uh, pudding arrival. All right. You come, you come see him. All right. Yes. Uh, what did he say he wanted that for? To... It was his. He likes listening. Oh, that's and well, the, stolen uh, from him. Well, um, from Musterton, they have a radio broadcast. Now, Musterton is sort of the town, but really more like a walled compound that's not far away where a lot of the Musterites live. And uh, he listened to their weekly sermons and addresses and all that stuff on his transistor radio, and it's been stolen. He wants it back. That's basically it. Okay. Just a little reminder to keep you focused. I am. I, I appreciate it. Working the laundry is awkward as hell. Once again, you have to be guarded by the foreguard the entire time. Glares, stares, rude gestures, a few minor accidents where some bleach gets spilled out and, you know, barely misses where you're standing a few seconds earlier and so on and so forth. There's a hard, long shift. Meanwhile, outside on the rock pile, you've already manipulated your way into getting the keys. So it's just a matter of getting through the day. While you're working, Milky does come up to you. Yeah, your boy, uh, your boy turned out to be a very, uh, very friendly fellow. Oh, well, that's most fortunate. Then. Okay, you've done your part in this. Very, very well. Now, I assume the uh, the pudding will be allowed through. 
It's gonna be a loud through, but uh, we can't exactly have you loading up a you know pallet with the forklift uh, right in front of the building. So when you seriously got you seriously think you're gonna need this forklift? I've got that much pudding. It's gonna be a entire pallet of pudding. A pudding pallet. All right. In that case, you know what time is coming in? Uh, not exactly, but it will be uh, probably probably after dinner sometime, I would imagine. Okay, we're going to have to arrange for this. Uh, you, you see back there on the chain link fence behind the rock pile, uh, beyond the electrical box, and you see there's another back gate where they bring the rock cutter and they haul the rock in and out of here. Oh, yes, right there. Yeah. That's where we're going to do it. All right. We'll be there with you, so... All right. All right. Now, I have a question. And it's just hypothetical, of course. Just a quick one. I need to get back to work. Has anybody ever gotten out of the hole like just escaped? Because that seems like it should be impossible, right? From the hole? Yes. No, no, I never escaped from the hole. Why? You think you're going to end up there? No, no. I don't intend to. I just was curious. Uh, at a hypothetical level, if one were to want to pop somebody out the hole, how might they go about doing it? I just can't even can't even imagine. I think it has to be a medical emergency. Medical emergency? Yeah, yeah. You know, unless you had something over somebody... Hey, wait a minute. What'd you give me that look for, Mr. Milky, sir? So far, this has been a very friendly relationship. I intend for it to stay that oh, way. Oh, good. In that case, your best bet against somebody out of the hole is if they would have a medical emergency. Either that or some one of the guards would have to let them out. Sign a paper. Well, but now... If I, if I were to want to communicate this information about needing to have a medical emergency to someone currently in the hole, that would be very difficult, but a god might be able to do that. He might. He was properly motivated. Listen, there's only one guy in the hole right now. What the hell do you want Stroker out for? I thought he was going to kill you. Oh, well, he, he might. Uh, but let's just say... Uh, I have a need uh, to to borrow him. <laughs> Were you gonna turn him over to the dog pack or something? No, uh, they would probably kill him, and uh, then I would not be able to. Be no great loss. Well, uh, that I can agree with, but if he were dead, he would not be able to render his services. Is he part of this whole pudding business? He is not related to the pudding empire, no. Well, what do you need him for? Well, I'm afraid I can't tell you. Now, this is so... You know, I know you've got a high ego, and that's just what it's going to take at this point, because I don't think you've been very convincing at all. <laughs> you know, um, so uh, lacking any... You know, let's just go make, make that ego roll, because it's a big ask. And you haven't even threatened him, really. Well, is it, is it trans-superb? It is. Okay, that'd be the only way. If it were trans-superb, I could remotely see. Listen, I'm gonna do this one favor for you, but don't think that this is a situation where you got something hanging over my head, 
Alright, then I'm gonna keep doing favors for you over and over. Because I had just to be clear, I I didn't think that at all. I just uh mm -hmm. I just figured I did I did you a solid, you did me a solid. We're just doing favors back and forth like good old buddies. I'll get a message to your buddy. I wouldn't call him my buddy, but thank you. Get back to work. Well, after that long day. Uh after dinner, there's a little bit of... I mean, after, uh, work, there's a little bit of free time before dinner when you guys can reconnect. Do you want... Do you want to do anything or talk to each other about anything during that time? I just want to, uh, make it known that I'm putting the syringe with the cap on, of course. Mm -hmm. Up my rectum. <laughs> and, uh, As if you haven't done enough damage already. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take a while to heal after mm. prison, but, uh... Um, with the other syringes, I want to keep those. Um, what time? What's like? What time of it is it right now? Well, it's it's before dinner, right before dinner. Well, I'll just keep these on me for now. Mm -hmm. the, the extra syringes. Okay. When you guys get to dinner, and you're normally sitting with the dog pack, but uh, uh, Lippy Moe, who is sort of Melvin Grubbs, you know, errand boy, right. comes over to the table and and uh, says. Yeah, yeah, Melvin would, would like a word with you, fellas. Let's go see him. Uh, all right. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, please sit down. Sit down. Yes, Mr. Grubb. Uh, I suppose, uh, don't suppose you've heard, uh, you have any more information about these time-traveling vampires for me? Like I said, my real expert on uh, vampire activity is the very agent that I need you to deliver this message to. Ah, uh, yes. Any vampiric quiet. I understand he's in, involved in an investigation currently. Uh, very good. I will I will definitely, once we are out, I will make sure to be quiet with him. Do you really think there's something to that? Uh, that sounds like nonsense to me. Oh, it's quite clear from uh, all the evidence that uh, vampires definitely exist. It's just a question of whether they steal songs and time travel. But I told you, I told you before, time travel is definitely possible, and I could tell you a lot more. Except it would really cause irreparable harm uh, to the space-time continuum. Well, let's okay. not do that. I, I don't think I want to damage the space-time continuum. All right, now, fellas, I've uh, I've heard a little something. Your buddy, I don't know if it's through your doing or not. Stroker is currently in the infirmary right now. Yeah, a little setback. Well, uh, he's out of the hole and in the infirmary. Oh, this, oh, the infirmary, that, that's better. Yes, but uh, bad news is, it's my understanding, he will be there under observation for 48 hours. So, you're going to have to figure out how to get him out of that infirmary. Well, I figured that would be easier than the hole. Yeah. A hell of a lot easier than the hole. So, good save on that one. But I'm just, I, I, I'm thinking now, I don't know what Mr. Grubb, if, if this is a very good idea, but I'm speculating about the possibility that when our pudding arrives, mm -hmm. we might be able to orchestrate some sort of pudding riot that would allow sufficient distraction for to, us to hatch our plans. Well, exactly who are you going to be distributing the pudding to? I think just the dog bag. Just that might do it. Oh, I mean, it always starts a fight if one 
one group or one person gets something sweet and the others don't, then then there's uh, bound to be some jealousy. Well, I think what really might set this prison on fire is if it somehow... Fire? Yeah. In addition to regular fire. Or, of course, supernatural plasmic fire, which I'm very familiar with as well. Um... No, I believe that uh, if, if it were somehow thought that the guards had intercepted a large portion of the pudding, this just might oh, cause the, uh, the fracas that you're looking for. Like they detained the pudding. Well, now, when, <clears throat> when my pudding pilot arrives, I mean, it's entirely possible the guards might just intercept someone that I don't even know. I guess if it's less than a pilot, you know, you know why. Well, it strikes me that a prison riot of some kind might make an excellent distraction while we are engaged in another enterprise. Certainly almost all of the guards in the prison except those in the tower would immediately be sent to the scene of the riot. Right, of course. Something to think about, although hard to predict how that could go down. Just wanted to let you know where Stroker was. Well, thank you very much for that update. Yes, and we're... I have a feeling things are rapidly moving towards a conclusion. So, make sure and get in contact with me as soon as you are ready. I, hopefully, we, uh, I mean, I, well, we just gotta get that, that radio. The sooner the better, gentlemen. The fate of the free world could rest on you getting this information to my agent in Jupiter Springs. Well, man, I mean, of course, he's gonna tell me all about the time traveling songs, even vampires. Mm-hmm. Set me along their path so that I might see sure. my retribution. Sure, sure. And uh, then, of course, uh, you can reconnect with Chip. And Chip Dale. Uh, young Chip Dale, currently Chip Estrada, of course. Yeah, his mom was uh, part Latina. Um, you know, and you know how I always had a thing for the Latina ladies. Uh, I always said, if you ain't Latina, I don't want that fajina. You know how I said that. <laughs> yes, I've read your file. I work in a file club. That's how I can pull so many strings. Actually, it's funny because I used to say, I used to call her uh, sugar tits, but I'd say, <laughs> say it in Spanish, so it was like, um, titas dulce. It's actually very pretty. Oh, yeah, it's, it's better in Spanish. <laughs> She loved it. Well, I think everything is better on Spanish, really. Mm-hmm. Well, that buzzer sounds. Dinner's over. And uh, you've got, again, it's all this free time before lights out. And that is one of the times that visiting is allowed. And people have, you know, had visitors come and go. Other people have the whole time you've been here, but you've never actually been to the visitor's center or anything like that. But as you guys are walking back across the yard, Davis comes up to you and goes, Duke, Duke. It's, uh, I'm going by a cool hand, Duke, but okay. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, yeah, okay, I see what you're doing. That's great. Hey, listen, uh, you've got a visitor. Oh, must be my wife, my old lady. The yeah, has she, arrived. She asked for the, uh, conjugal trailer. Oh, you bet she did. Well, look, you, you're supposed to schedule these things much further in advance. Oh, damn. I went ahead and I, 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 I oh, pulled you? a few strings for you, but... Uh, oh, thank you so much. Uh, you know how it is with... We talked about our... Wives, yeah, we talked before. before. I know how you feel about her, so uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you about uh, everything. Okay. 
you know how it goes. Well, he takes you off, and Frank, we'll we'll get to you in a minute. Find out what you're what you got going on, All but right. but uh, <clears throat> you are Duke. Marched off to the the visiting area before. Uh, they take you into the conjugal trailer, though. It's just your standard glass, you know, screen separating you. And there you see her looking tired, you know, dark circles under her eyes. Oh, but I'm so happy to see you, Puddin. I'm so happy to see you, too, baby cakes. I just missed you so bad. I was talking to the Puddin. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought I brought whole... Oh, I was hoping you'd come through. I knew you would. Yeah, I got a whole... Uh, Hold the whole back of the station wagon's full of pudding. Oh boy! I bought out everything in the high V, and the Piggly Wiggly, oh. and the Wild Woodies. Yes. And the United Supers. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Oh, and and the Price Choppers, <laughs> and and the Krogers that yeah. I found on the way. And every time I stole when I stopped, I bought all the pudding. And now I got thirty-seven cents. I can't get home. Well, honey. uh... You can always hitchhike, I suppose. That's <laughs> <laughs> gas grass. No, but, uh, honey, I... Well, I hoped you'd stay... Maybe they'd just let you, you know, sleep in the conjugal trailer. You can live there. I don't think that's going to work. No? I don't think so, no. Well, I guess, um... You know, you're gonna have to ask your mom to come get you or something. I'm sorry about that, but you really came through. I'm so proud of you, uh, and I can't wait to see you in the trailer. And uh, I hope that they'll let us bring in some of that pudding into the trailer. <laughs> oh, baby, you nasty! <laughs> you know what? You know I am. Well, eventually they get you hooked up in the conjugal trailer, and we won't role-play out that whole sequence. But meanwhile, the guards have taken it upon themselves, though. I just have one question. Yeah. Is there pudding, pudding actually involved? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let your mind wander, listener. <laughs> meanwhile, though, the guards have taken it upon themselves to go ahead and pull the station wagon up beep, to beep, up beep. to the uh, well, up the fence where they bring out the gravel after they've made it near the rock pile, and Milky's come get you and they're standing back pretty far though like they're not directly involved in it but they pull it all the way in and then close the gate again so there's literally a station wagon sitting in the place right now and you can see they've rotated out the guard shifts on the towers so it's probably all Milky's people they, they didn't even rotate at a normal time you heard them talking and like offering a break to their buddies things like that but uh, they turn a blind eye to what each other does. So you, and uh, anyway, he goes, you got about 15 minutes, says Milky. And then he goes way off to the other side of the yard. They're smoking a cigarette. And uh, when you open the back of the station wagon, there is, of course, no pallet. <laughs> right. But there's like 37 shopping bags full of pudding. There's shopping bags, as she said, from the Piggly Wigglies and the Krogers and all the, you know, grocery stores that she's passed. And so there's no pallets to load things on. But you do know they load up gravel all the time. And with a bit of industrious looking around in the backs of the sheds and whatnot, you're able to go ahead and pull a pallet together. And it takes a while to load up all that pudding and then figure to not make it fall off. You know, it, it's awkward to stack because they're all in paper bags. And so on and so forth. But just about the time it's getting good and dark, you've got all that pudding loaded up. 
um, on the palate and get it up onto the forklift. One of the guards comes and drives the station wagon out back over to the parking lot. And Milky comes up and he goes, all right, so where are you putting it? Uh, well, I didn't think that far ahead. Uh, I suppose. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I would like to just present it to Sugar Tits as a gift. On a pallet? I mean, I, I don't... I, I can't have the wooden pallet full of pudding sitting around. and It's going to... No. Now, listen. Uh, take a bag of it. We're going to take the rest of this pudding, and I want you to drive it up there to the... You see the dock behind the administration building? Yes. Drop it off on that dock. We'll pull it in, and uh, we'll, we'll keep hold of it for a while until you can find a good storage place, and you dole it out. So we'll, we'll just... You tell them the guards are holding on to the pudding. Oh, boy, I'm not sure how that's going to go, but I suppose that's how it's going to have to go. We're just holding on to it for you, brother. Well, how can I... When and how can I retrieve it? I say a bag at a time. Just make sure that our relationship stays nice and steady. You know what I mean, friend. I see. I see. All right. Yeah, I think that sounds reasonable. All right, well, I will will take this bag of pudding and present it to Sugar Tits. All right, good luck. And so... With Milky, who's, you know, devious, but he could be a lot worse. Um, he's at least works with you on a fairly even kill basis, but he's protecting himself. And he's going to lord some power over this whole pudding situation by doling it out a little bit at a time to you, which might just work in your favor, though. We'll and see. Meanwhile, there's a. The trailer is just like rocking back and forth, almost ready to fall off the cinder blocks. It's, you know popped up on but eventually <clears throat> your time is up for that and Krat being the dick that he is doesn't let you have any extra time or anything and you get your last desperate hugs and kisses from <sighs> what am I supposed to do baby where am I supposed to go um I said sleep in the car out in the wilderness <clears throat> I guess I'll go to West Wells and Can you see get if maybe they got a YWCA Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I used to be able to find a place to stay no matter what, but I don't know what to go back to them days. No. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that, uh, but, uh... Maybe one of them casinos will give me a job and I can get an advance. I can still dance. I still got it, can't I? I can still dance, can't I? Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll give me a little advance. Well, if that's what you want to do... I can't sleep out on the... I'm, no. The scorpion's gonna get me. I won't let you do that. I think you either try to find a why or you uh, try to get a job, you know. Okay, well, baby, I'm gonna call you tomorrow here at the prison, okay? I'm gonna call you tomorrow. They say I can come back next week. I'll let you know how I get settled in West Wales. Okay. I love you, baby. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you then, Putin. Okay, love you, baby. Bye. Bye bye. Okay. And she takes the station wagon off to West Wells with her 37 cents. And uh, who knows what she's going to end up doing. <laughs> but uh, I think it's most likely she will get an advance for dancing in one of the uh, casinos or many, many, many strip clubs that are around the casinos. And uh, so the two of you now <clears throat> have joined back up in the yard roughly more or less the same time. And uh, when you come back in from the visitor center, Duke, you see uh, 
Frank has got a shopping bag from a Kroger's under his arm. Now, where's where'd you put the rest of it? Well, <clears throat> I'm afraid the uh, the guards have confiscated the rest of the pudding, the other 36 bags. Yeah, that figures. We ever going to see that pudding again, then? Uh, it's hard to see. Well, at least we got this bag we give sugar tits, uh, but uh, I was hoping to have, you know, have a lot more than that, but uh, we'll see what happens, what we can do with this. And I think it's a, you know, good time to Maybe go pay Sugar Tits a visit. I concur. I think we should, uh, while we have time tonight, we should have a pudding presentation performance. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you guys can go back into cell block. It's still free time here. And uh, so to everybody's eyes open, there's this wide-eyed, slack-jawed, drooling silence as you guys walk into cell block B holding the, the Kroger's bag. Uh, full of pudding. And as you approach Sugar Tits with the bag, what do you do? You have any words of. I'm going to hold as it high above my head. Yeah. It's like the, the Lion King. You say you hold it up over your head. The second you do, the whole place is like. <laughs> the whole place just cheers. Um, the place gets pandemonium as you raise the pudding up over your head. And Headley comes up and. and takes out one of the puddings and like holds it like as an idol, you know. And he takes a little plastic spoon out of his shirt pocket, his jumpsuit pocket, and cleans it a little bit. And he peels the lid off the pudding and then he hands it out to Sugar Tits. Sugar Tits takes the pudding and he looks at it for a minute and he goes, hmm. No motherfucker be trying to put him first. I, feel, I heard you be passing bad pudding. Well, and of course he knows full well, but he's gonna make you taste it first well of course uh, <clears throat> if you insist I'll... I had some earlier actually uh, in the trailer uh, <laughs> but I'll have some now as well it's good stuff okay, so after you taste the pudding sugar tits tastes uh, everybody's like totally silent also sugar tits takes a bite of the pudding he swishes it around his mouth a little bit and he spits it back in the cup like he's tasting wine It's an earthy, earthy pudding. Not the best pudding. Well, it's not Jupiter Springs pudding, that's for sure. You got a nano pudding in there? Well, I have not looked through the entire bag. You got a nano right here, says Headley. Well, give me that, give me that banana. And then when he eats the banana, and his eyeballs just roll up into the top of his head. He makes this orgasmic face as he eats banana, and Headley goes, He likes it! He likes it, everybody! Sugar Tiz likes it! And then Sugar just snaps his fingers and everybody just tears towards the bag and the bag's ripped into a thousand pieces. There's pudding cups flying everywhere. Everybody's going for the pudding. And while they're doing that, I want to look and see if I can see that radio flying around. Well, it's, it's, it's uh, not right by him. He's not in his cell. He's sitting out in the uh, field. But right now he's pudding pandemonium. It might be a decent time. And, and Headley's made sure Sugar Tits has got a few cups. While they're all fighting over the pudding, maybe you could go up towards his cell and see if you can get in there and we'll see if you see it. Yep. Yeah. Try to sneak out. Are you guys going to go together or, or uh, are you going to sneak up by yourself? 
I feel like somebody should stay here to, in case they come. Hmm. You know, because yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So during this pudding pandemonium that's happening down below in the main part of the cell block, Duke, you uh, go up the uh, metal stairs onto the second level of the cell block where the balcony is. It's all covered with chain link. You know, so people can't jump or throw each other off. And you look inside Sugar Tooth's cell. And, of course, it's real nice. And he's got these, like, psychedelic... Uh, you know, hippie type tapestries hanging up in there, and it's real swanky. He's got mm-hmm. somebody brought in some carpet squares for him. He's got this little uh, footstool type thing that he sits on like a Buddha sometimes in there. And uh, lo and behold, sitting right up on the sink, on the back ledge of the sink, is a beautiful little silver transistor radio. It's big enough to slip into a shirt pocket, you know. Its antenna is out. And it's actually on right now. It's turned real low, but it's playing some kind of soul music station from you know, somewhere in Nevada. Or Reno, or someplace like that. And, uh... What are you going to do? You're going to take it. Yes. Uh, is it battery-powered? Yeah, it's battery-powered. Okay. I'm going um, to I'm gonna push the antenna in, if I can. Okay, you do it just as you push it in. What do you think you're doing? You look over in the doorway and Enzo is standing there. The great big tall skinny mm-hmm. knife man. Who happens to be the cellmate of Sugar Tits as well as his bodyguard. Oh, hello there, mister. I didn't see you there. Nice little transistor radio, isn't it? Okay, guys. I think, you know what? I think that's just going to be it for tonight. We're going to leave it here. We'll see you guys next week for the final installment of Hard Time and Hard Gate. See y'all later. Later. Song-stealing vampires Very strange I would destroy her But I don't know her name Now what do I get? one damn thing when the vampires steal my fame travel time and steal my songs I'll never right these grave wrongs I'll act cool but I do all along through time and they steal what is rightfully mine they travel through time and they steal what is rightfully mine somewhere they wait in a lair where my songs are all saved they travel through time and they steal what is rightfully mine